Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Dr. Amankor and each week we will bring you an important message as we explore how to detox toxic relationships. The aim of this podcast is for you to unlock your own inner knowing, your own inner greatness, so you can know how to heal from the impact of a toxic relationship so you can get your life back on track and live your best life. After all, we are all worthy of loving our life. One of the hardest things that people can find is coming to terms with when it comes to a narcissist is that we kind of see them as good or bad and we're really trying to come to terms with the fact that they were actually bad and we thought that they were good all this time. And that's where a lot of our own problems stem from. And a healthier way of looking at narcissism is neither whether they were good or bad because that kind of gets us into a feeling of feeling bad because we're judging them and then we start to actually question and gaslight ourselves. Are we actually right? Maybe they were good after all. Remember, remember when they saved that puppy or were nice to the cat or, you know, or, you know, were actually really caring towards that person. Maybe they're not bad after all. You know, or we start to actually question our own sanity when we see them in a good or bad fashion. You might even think, oh, you know what, they actually really made good spaghetti or an amazing breakfast or they really made coffee really well. So the most important thing here is, is to actually acknowledge that there probably were things that you really liked about them. And at the beginning, they were really the kind of person that, you know, you could see all the good. And it's best not to start looking at narcissism or narcissists in a way where they're good or bad, but actually coming to terms with the fact that people can be multiple things at the same time. There's multiple truths about people. There's multiple types of people. You've got multiple types of friends, for instance. You know, you're not the same person with every single person. You and yourself, if you're, you know, you you might be a mother, you might be a daughter, you might be a friend, you might be a son or, or a, you know, a boyfriend or a girlfriend. You can be multiple things in a lot of different ways. And each of your roles, you probably have different relationships. That doesn't mean that you're good or bad. You might be really clever in some things, but not very good in others. So we can be lots of different things at the same time. And we have to come to terms with the same thing when it comes to narcissism. You could have had an amazing time when they love bombed you and it was absolutely incredible. But they did also create issues in your life where you felt these intense negative emotions about yourself. They made you feel so bad about yourself at times. But yes, they might have made you dinner, an amazing dinner that time. They might have even been really good to your child that one time. But they also raised their voice at you. They were also abusive towards you. They also said multiple things towards you that they should never have said to you. They also made you feel like you were inadequate, that you just wasn't good enough. 
And it's so hard to make sense of all of that. And actually, this is one of the most hardest things about being a human being is actually to sit down and understand that people can be multiple things at the same time. This is why there's cognitive dissonance and it's a real problem for us. It's a real issue with our brain to break it down. Our brain isn't wired for inconsistency. It isn't wired for, you know, two different types of people in, as one. It's wired for consistency. And, you, and when we have inconsistency, and that's all there is in a narcissistic relationship, there's just inconsistency. It's consistently inconsistent. <laughs> it's really uncomfortable feeling. We feel really tense and on edge and there's a lot of trauma that comes from that inconsistency because it's so it's so inconsistent. We can't resolve it. And when we've been in toxic relationships, it has to be, it's got to be a space of it doesn't have to be good and bad. We so that we can understand the kind of person that we're dealing with, we have to accept that this is um, Jacqueline Hyde. The person that you're dealing with isn't really a full, true person in the same sense as you are. And I really want to get this across today. It, imagine that you are dealing with someone that is not a real person. So imagine, just for a second, just play with me. Imagine you're seeing a sci-fi movie and there's one of those, you know, those robots, you know, or artificial intelligence, and they look like a human being on the outside, but actually inside, they're just a robot. That's the way you need to start looking at narcissists. They look and appear to be a human being, and they're saying and doing all the right things, but they're actually devoid of the basic things that human beings have, which is empathy. That's right, empathy. Empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. And yes, that robot can fake it, but they don't actually understand and share the feelings of another. And that is how we feel connected to each other, you know, to another human being. We have empathy. It's the capacity for me to understand how you might be feeling because I'm trying to put myself in your shoes and listening to you and the and trying to understand your position so I can fully understand and connect with you in the best way that I can. That's how we connect. That's how we feel good through connecting and uplifting another human being. You see, that's what's really interesting here is that they have that lack, that ability. They lack that ability. Just like a robot doesn't have the ability to actually empathize with another human being because it's not completely human being. It's not complete human being. What's interesting is that the key element that the narcissist is truly lacking is feeling connected to another human being and they can be very jealous of you because you might be someone that does that really well because you're an empath and they will be jealous of you for that. But also what's interesting is that 
you might be somebody that feels so inspired by somebody else's story. You know, say you're watching a film and there's an underdog and, you know, you've, you really get into it. You feel, you'll really connect with that person and their story as they're overcoming loads of challenges in their life and they finally do it. You know, maybe it was like someone was homeless and on the streets and then despite all the adversity and like going from pillar to post, they actually got back on their feet and they got to achieving great success, maybe even becoming a multi-millionaire. And we feel so alive and so inspired when we're hearing someone's story that they've overcome such adversity in their life. And we feel connected because we feel some of those vulnerable feelings of not feeling good enough and having to overcome all those things and actually to get success. It gives us hope, it gives us inspiration to, to actually do something. And when we actually watch the you know, films or we hear other people's stories, or even if we're following a team, you know, maybe you're into a certain basketball team or football or whatever it is, that you actually see someone winning and you feel so inspired by their story. You see, that is really fundamental to understand that when we're dealing with narcissists, they don't have that. They don't have that ability to feel and understand from someone else's perspective. They can't take inspired action. Where they really start to believe in themselves and the power within. And I know that you probably used to take inspired action before, where you really believed and trusted in yourself and had this inkling about the power within you. You knew there was something about you before you met the narcissist and that you had so much to do and so much to give. There was so much that you wanted from your life and you used to do things. You were motivated to do something about it. And it didn't feel like hard work. It just felt like it was exciting. And now everything's a struggle. It's really hard work. You actually used to really believe in yourself and wanted to achieve things in your life, your dream life. And you believed that you could do it. Unfortunately, narcissists can't connect in that way. They're not able to feel inspired by somebody else's amazing story. They either try and pretend it's their story so that they can feel better or they start um, putting people down or picking holes in it and telling people that their story is much better or they just basically feel entitled to get to that level just because they should. They don't feel connected though, not like you do because they don't feel connected to human, other human beings. They just don't. They're not able to connect with their own possibilities of what they can do within themselves. You know, that inspired action to, to go beyond what they think they should be able to. It's very grandiose. It's very, you know, but not connected in inspired emotion. That feeling of being inspired is different. It's entitled. So narcissists are basically different in all, diff all ways. They really don't trust and believe in themselves 
like having to overcome adversity. They just think they're entitled to have everything because they are. And that if they don't have what they should have, they're a victim. They are not able to connect and it's somebody else's fault. Not only are they a victim, but it's somebody else's fault. They're not able to connect with another human being the way that you do, through feelings. And this is vital because everything they do is about them. It's about them. They can't connect with anyone else's feelings. They can't even focus or feel what it might be like. They can't go outside of themselves to connect with you. But, there's a big but here. They are masters at controlling your emotions. They see your emotions as a means to control you. They see emotions as your ability to have empathy as a way to control you. They want to control how you feel. In essence, when you look at narcissism, all they are doing is actually controlling how you feel because they feed off you and your emotions. They feed off of your emotions. They, they feed off being able to control you and your emotions. They might pretend that they're sad, that this is happening to you or whatever, but no, they love it. They love seeing you get emotional. And this is vital because most people that are in toxic or narcissistic relationships, they understand all the logic. They really get everything. They logically understand everything, but they don't understand why they keep going back. They don't understand why emotionally they're so broken and why they're so hurt and why they feel so lost emotionally. They can't seem to process this pain that they're feeling, emotional pain that they're feeling. It's overwhelming. It's something beyond anything that they've ever felt before, even though this person is so wrong for them. You can't help but feel the way that you feel, even though your mindset, you know, is, you've always had a positive mindset. The truth is, it's not about your mindset here. They feed off of negative emotions. And when you really understand what a narcissist does, you'll understand why what you're going through um, is so difficult emotionally. They feed off of negative emotions that they can elicit from you. They want you to feel bad most of the time, basically. And they feel good because they can control how you feel. Even if you feel good for a short period of time, they enjoy that because they think, ah, you're still in my control. And hence why they love using fear. Fear, because that has so much energy. It's such an energy source because the more fearful you feel, the more emotions you will generate and the more heightened emotions that will come from you because they feed off of your emotions. So imagine this artificial intelligence pretending to be a human being, but actually all they're doing is feeding off of your emotions. That's their fuel. Your feeling, feelings, are being controlled and you could struggle and pretend that you're okay to the world and you know you're putting on this front and actually that makes the narcissist feel even more in control 
because they know that you're pushing your emotions down. You're not actually processing your emotions. These are getting overwhelming and there's too many emotions and they control how much you feel these overwhelming, powerful emotions that you can't even process. And they know that they can make you feel this and they've worked out combinations of how to trigger you and press your buttons and how to make it out that you're this terrible person. And you haven't worked out that they are actually controlling how you feel. They have done and they still are. They want to generate emotions within yourself and you know basically that they want you to feel the way that they want you to feel so that they can trigger certain things and control your actions because they understand how you do get triggered and what you get triggered about. So this is something you cannot understand really, you know, in terms of being a narcissist because you're a human being with empathy. So you can never understand or analyze what it would actually be like to have your empathy cut off where you don't actually connect with that. And it's hard to get your head around all of this because you're not a robot, you're not this, you have empathy. And this narcissist's sole purpose is in to induce emotions and control the emotions in other people around them so that they can feel control because they can't connect to other people. But this is the only thing that they can do when it comes to emotions. Now, I hope this is really helping you get clarity on what narcissism is. And I hope that this is helping you understand yourself and what's the impact of a narcissist has had on you. So when you're looking at them and they are trying to control your emotions and they see you and your empathy as a weakness. Now this is another thing. They actually see empathy like you're you're dumb or you're stupid because you've got empathy. But they don't understand that this is the way that you connect with another human being. This is how you feel inspired to actually do something great, do something amazing. That these emotions are the way that helps you become a better person, a better human being, and to do something incredible in the world. And this is what they're trying to cut you off from, you know, these emotions so that if you can't manage them and you can't process them, they can break you down completely. So the way here, the key thing to, that you really have to stop, I'm afraid. One of the things is you have to stop narcissists from feeding off of your emotions because they that's what they're looking for and that you just have to stop that supply and the supply is that you have to stop them feeding off of your emotions you have to stop them feeding off of you feeling numb feeling sad feeling lonely feeling like you're suffering feeling all these awful feelings and understand this is a key fundamental thing is that they are trying to get a reaction from you they're reading it. They know how you're going to react. And you have to understand all they're trying to do is get an emotional reaction. So the key here is to learn how to master your own emotions, regardless of what is going on outside in the world. And if you can do that, 
then the narcissist has given you a huge, huge gift because then you can live a happier life than you've ever actually lived before and understand how to elicit and manage your emotions in a way that produce happiness in your life where you can love life. You can have love in your life again, where you can have joy in your life, where you can get excited, where you can be having fun. And the problem here is that the, the then whatever you've learned from the narcissist becomes incredible because then you really are understanding how to manage and process your own emotions. And it doesn't matter what they do. You know, they can try all they want. They can try with all their might to disrupt you. If you know what they're doing and what they're about, then you know that they know your strengths, they know your weaknesses, and you know, of course, they're going to focus on your weaknesses because then they can then make you feel bad about yourself. They'll only focus on your strengths a little tiny weeny bit just to make sure they can still make you feel good when they want you to feel good. And that's what happens when we start to live with trauma. Trauma basically is unresolved emotions, these overwhelming emotions that you just haven't been able to process. And then we have symptoms like fight, flight, freeze, fawn, you know, where we can't, we're on high alert, highly stressful state, where you just don't know what the other person's going to do. You don't know what kind of emotions they're going to elicit from you today. You don't know how you're going to feel today, how helpless and hopeless you might feel today. You don't know whether it's going to feel like you feel a relief that they're not picking on you. You're just all the time dreading how you're going to feel today. You don't know. Every time you wake up, you remember what they've done and then you feel all those feelings once again. It's that anxiety, the nightmares. There's so many different ways that trauma impacts us. We have issues with memory. We don't function at work the way you used to and that has an impact on you know the money we bring in we're actually living with dis-ease you know which causes disease and it all comes down to just them controlling our emotions how we feel so the first thing you need to do is you've got to understand yes you've got a positive mindset and you've probably achieved so much but if they're controlling how you feel, your emotions, you need to know how to control your emotions. You've got to take back control. You've got to. And if you need therapy, you need to invest in yourself, just do whatever it takes to break that cycle where they are controlling your emotions. It's really important because it's actually, you're doing something, you know, they're basically the, the cycle here is they're doing something, you're reacting, they're doing something, you're reacting. And then even, you know, and you know, after you've actually left the relationship, they're doing something and you're still talking about it. They're, they've done something and you're still going round and round it in your head, thinking about it. Let's look at this, you know, they're done something and you're reacting to everything you're just basically reacting you're not living you're just reacting to what they have done you're literally talking about what they did and it's just it's 
you're feeling emotions every time you're going over this again and again. And you might be asking questions, why did I deserve this? Was I not good enough? What, I shouldn't have done this, I shouldn't have done that. And you're reacting to an action that they did. You could have had or been a strong independent person and now you find yourself reacting or going round and round. And that's what we, why we feel so helpless and hopeless. Because we're constantly thinking about the emotional, the, the things that happened and the emotional pain. We're living it over and over again. They're just em- eliciting that emotional reaction from you. And they wanted emotional control. And that's what rumination is about, where we're going round and round in our head. You must be willing to live life on your terms again. You must be willing to actually get back control of your emotions as well as your mind to get control of how you react to what's going on in the outside and decide to take action without it all being about what they did. You can learn to be yourself again. And that's what it takes to heal from a toxic relationship and get to the core of who you are. Feeling the feelings that you want to feel. Happiness, joy, self-love, self-worth. Knowing and feeling how important you are and how powerful you are. Feeling the joy of being you. Just imagine. You know what it's like? You can actually react the way that you want rather than reacting the way that they want you to. Let's just think about what happens when you start getting control back and feeling good. They, they all go crazy <laughs> because it makes them feel so unsafe. This is something to be aware of because they might go into a rage or do something even more re- dramatic because they need you to react to them emotionally the way they want you to. And if it, they can get that reaction from you, then they're happy. They have to control you emotionally. They feel like they don't know where you are or what you're doing and they feel it's like a threat. It's like you're coming out of their clutches if they don't know, if you're not reacting the way that they want you. But you have to break that cycle and the most important thing you can do is just emotionally detach from the narcissist. That's all you've got to do. And you can you can create a discipline I know, look, it's hard, but you have to say, I'm going to do whatever it takes to actually permit myself not to react emotionally to whatever they're doing and to actually create space. It's about giving yourself some space and time to not just react to something emotionally, but give yourself the space to really ground and connect with what it is that you want. What is it that is fundamentally you that your value system before you go out and react to the way that they want you to give yourself some breathing space and saying I'm going to stop because the truth is I know that they won't change remember they're like a robot imagine an artificial intelligence they aren't going to become a human being all of a sudden you can't become a human being like that but you you have a chance to grow and evolve and become a better 
version of yourself, an even stronger version of yourself, where you can master your emotions and it becomes a huge strength over time. Something that you can develop over time and it's the best thing that's ever happened to you. Because now you're stepping into more of your greatness, more of your power and something that you can say and use and say, I learned from that relationship with the narcissist. And I don't have to repeat that relationship again because I control my own emotions. I control how I react to things. I control the kind of actions I take. I control me. I control what I do and don't do and really helps you master yourself on a different level. Perhaps you've really mastered your mindset and being strong, but now you can master your emotions rather than just stuffing them down, you know, suppressing them or perhaps expressing them in inappropriate ways or depressing them. You know, no matter what the situation you'll be like, even if it's uncomfortable, even if they push your buttons, even if it's your mother or your father or your sister or your partner, you know you're not going to stand for someone else controlling how you feel because you master your own emotions and they aren't going to elicit an emotional reaction from you the way they want you to. Even if you feel rage, you, have, you can learn how to process that rage so that you don't have to pretend it's not there, but you can allow yourself to release it. So that way you don't have to defend yourself or act in a certain way or pretend you are someone that you're not. And if you master your own emotions, you'll be willing to put the energy into yourself and to your happiness rather than them. Because right now, all the emotion, all the energy is going into them and reacting to them because of something that they've done. And it's about putting the energy into yourself so you actually heal and you stop communicating with the narcissist about with feeling. <laughs> Please, whatever you do, do not speak to the narcissist with feeling. Because this is, I hope you're getting across why I'm saying all of this. You never want to tell them what you're feeling. You never want to tell them how you feel um, and what you, you know, you don't have to even be authentically feeling with them. You want to mirror who they are, which is like a robot. Remember, this robot, they literally are using all the information, all the energy and using it to their advantage. It's like they've been programmed. I must control this person emotionally. And all they're doing is taking all the information that you are giving them and then trying to control you. They're trying to control you emotionally so that they know that you are controlled by them. How you feel about yourself you know, is important. You know, you don't want to give somebody else the remote control of your emotion, your emotional well-being. And what we've done in the past or what we are doing when we're in toxic relationships is we're just going, here, here's my remote control to my emotions. When you press joy, I will feel joy. When you press sad, I will feel sad and I'll feel it to my core more than I've ever felt it. It's like you need to feel how you want to feel about and you want to react to things that you want to react to. It's like narcissism is like when they take our humanness away from us where we no longer have control because emotions are our basic thing that we feel connected to. They're our energy. 
you know, that's our, that's how we are expressing our emotions and people are controlling how we're expressing our emotions. Well, that's sad, right? They're controlling everything about us. And I'll go back to inspired action. Maybe you are somebody that's actually meant to inspire others to take action in a positive way. And you don't want to be using up all your energy in this one way. Perhaps it's better to just get the healing and you can go and find people where you are seen and heard and you can get to a really amazing point where you decide on doing the work inside. You know, understanding your value and ultimately healing from the narcissistic abusive relationship. And the process that is really about you becoming your individual self, your authentic self, where you feel more connected to everybody else than you ever have. You know, that true self of you, that highest self of you, whatever it is that you feel a sense of self-worth, self-love, motivated, inspired to feel and to have what it is that you want in your life and to create a life that you truly want. And that feels good. You see, the problem is that when you've been in a toxic relationship, it's because they've taken control of how you feel. You slowly start to believe that you can't control your life anymore. You start to slowly feel like it's not possible to be happy ever again. I know it sounds crazy when you really think about it, but it's, it is possible. Obviously, it's possible, but it's so easy to start thinking it's not possible to have the life that I once dreamed of. Or I just don't have the energy to do it. Or I don't want to do it. You know, I'm just, it's not okay to just carry on surviving. You can thrive and grow. You can have, all you have to do is process these emotions as part of the grieving process and take control again. It's part of the grieving of the emotional investment that you put into this person. You lost yourself. You lost your ability to feel the feelings that you wanted to feel. And now you can feel whatever it is that you want. You feel happiness, feel joy, but you've got to learn how to do it again. And it's part of grieving it all. And it will be a huge benefit for you if you do grieve it because you'll get your control back of your emotional well-being. And that's one way of knowing is that you are healed is when you can actually process your emotions and that it feels every day feels better, better and better. The more and more of life is just about love. More and more of life is about joy and and happiness. So look, this is about you understanding how you must, 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 must control over your emotional well-being because otherwise the narcissist is doing it. And if you're out of control and you think, okay, I'm going to control how I feel. If you haven't healed and you haven't grieved and you haven't processed all those emotions, there's going to be trauma and they're still going to be controlling you because you'll be getting triggered. The trauma doesn't go away. Time doesn't heal trauma. You just learn to survive. You just learn to live with it. You decide, do you want to live with trauma or do you want to actually live your life and take back control? And if that's something that you want, then please do look in the resources section. I have a masterclass and you can start healing the trauma 
that's in your brain and move forward and get the therapy that you actually need so you can move forward and actually feel love within yourself, to feel worthy, to have self-love, to have the life, to create the life that you truly want and deserve. Sending you so much love as always because love is the greatest healer. Be loving to yourself no matter what. Till next time.